Here's the podcast of highlights from the Q102 Morning Show with Jim and Laura. That's sports on Q102. He seems like a guy who probably has a few boxes of pasta on hand. You know, you could cook up quickly, toss some ragu on it, you're good to go. Maybe uh, brown some hamburger. You don't think he's rolling out the noodles by hand <laughs> like an Italian granny yeah. and then like draping them on everything in the kitchen to dry and the making ki- sauce from scratch? The KitchenAid add-on thing mm-hmm. where you can... Do you have that? I don't have that attachment. Oh. I've, actually, I've never made noodles. My oh. grandma used to, but I've never done it. My wife does, like f- mostly for soup, more of a wide noodle. She mm-hmm. did comment and concurs because I checked our cupboard how many boxes of pasta but she said five but she's obviously not counting the mac and cheese does that count oh no i didn't know we had that to do doesn't count i would like to maybe set this one out uh-uh I, no no that means you have a lot of pasta i didn't count the mac and cheese though so that makes it even worse what? so and then I a mi- bag of egg noodles you got oh, that. oh god yeah, i don't want oh, to i didn't open that one okay well because you have to put those in a separate location to keep them from getting crunched uh, so those, yes. i didn't open that door but i know there's at least one bag of egg noodles in there so the count in laura's cupboard is well i may have counted two boxes twice so it could be 19 or it could be 21, but then I didn't count the mac and cheese and the egg noodles. So I, I guess 26. 26 packages <laughs> there, of pasta. There are a, a lot of different ones. Uh, there's There are a few boxes of penne, because I use those a lot in different things. But then you have to have your lasagna, and you have oh, to yeah. have your thin, yes. and you have to have your wheat versions oh, of all the things. And yeah. yeah. Melissa only has eight. Now look at the photo attached with this post about your pasta. Facebook.com slash your morning show. That what made the news last week. It looks like mostly spaghetti or linguine mm-hmm. here. Pounds of it. 25 feet of mounds of seemingly cooked pasta. The mystery has been solved. Oh, yeah? It's kind of curious and interesting. So it really was pasta? It wasn't like it was some like weird no, it was. thing growing in nature that looked like pasta? No, it was definitely. Now, if you look at that pasta. picture, it's like a 25-foot mound of uh, looks like spaghetti to me, yeah. Spaghetti. Uh, yeah, I would say a regular spaghetti, yeah. not quite thin, not quite linguine, but yeah, just a mm-hmm. spaghetti noodle. It turns out a, a neighbor saw the pasta dumped. It was dumped raw, but since it was along the brook and it was raining, um, cooked itself. Basically, kind of cooked, got thick the way it does. A woman who lived at the house stocked with pasta, had passed away. And her son was cleaning out the house. Well, what else are you going to do with all that pasta? Dump it along the creek. Well, why would you take it home and eat it? <laughs> That's a good question. He, he doesn't like pasta. Or just throw it in a dumpster. I don't know. Neighbor Keith Rost talks about what happened. Walked through the woods. Uh, I was just going through the trail, seeing about uh, just a pile of pasta. I mean, I really feel like he was just trying to clean out his parents' house, and they were probably just stocked up from COVID. They were just probably degeneration. Like, my grandparents always had a cupboard full of cans and pasta, and, you know, just to be safe. See? All of this stockpiling during COVID. See, when COVID hit and everything was like, well, stock up when you go to the store, I was like, yeah. well, don't, I mean, don't you just have freezer fulls of things and pasta in your cupboard? And I might be, I don't want to say hoarder, but I like to be prepared. Whatever lady. pasta mm-hmm. urge hits me, I want to have that noodle on hand. Mm-hmm. 
I'm not the only one, though, because Deborah here says so many boxes for her. Angel hair, thin spaghetti, regular, egg noodles, lasagna, ziti, fettuccine. She said, but it has to be cremette brand. And then she said, but yet, what's for supper? I hear you, girl. We got all this pasta. You can live off that for the next 12 months, but... yeah, Nothing to eat in this house. Kelly commented they had a whole horde of, I'm quoting, a horde of pasta, but then... Got a mouse in the house and lost 75% of the pasta. Sad face there, but that's been solved. Be honest now. Who's got the most pasta? Can you beat Laura? (laughs) I I wish that we didn't do This makes me sound bad. (laughs) I don't know. It's a lot of different kinds, though. Well, that's the important thing. Tim and Laura on the Q102 Morning Show. Wilmer's prom on Friday ended up, weather-wise, being quite nice. Good. I kept thinking about them, and I saw a lot of pictures, a lot of cool cars, you know, you got to have the nice car, but two creative Washington State teens win the prize for arriving at prom with an epic entrance. They rolled up in a rented Stuart tank. Oh. An army tank. How do you rent those? Well, you, I mean, is there a? I'm assuming you don't go into the airport, you know, yeah. rental unit and go. Would you like the minivan, or would you like the uh, the compact, or would you like the tank? Dick, today? tank. <laughs> exactly. Oh, you're making me laugh again. Sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, forgot. No laughing. Don't cough. I guess they knew of a a guy who had one, and they said, "Look, we want to make an epic prom uh, entrance. What would you charge?" And so the the owner actually drove them, but still charged them a thousand dollars. I suppose well, insurance, I mean, you know. Probably, and I, you probably got to make sure that everything's working and running. So uh-huh. a little maintenance probably beforehand. The two boys were in tuxes, but the tank was accompanied by a man in a Darth Vader costume riding a unicycle while playing the Star Wars theme on bagpipes. Who thinks of this what? epic? These are, these are creative kids, see? They're going to be movie makers, authors, something. Something. The teens said, we don't do normal very much. Obviously. Tim Burns and Laura McKenna, the Q102 Morning Show. This is going to be all derby, little insider derby Ooh. training for next year's Kentucky Derby. You can pick your winner right now based on this. <laughs> oh, really? Did you see, you said you did watch the last like few hours of the derby, right? Ooh, about an hour leading up to the race. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So you probably saw they, they showed where you can go to place the bets, yep. and there was that old guy... All dressed all fancy, yes. of course. Would it Mattress Max or Mac or something? Yeah, he owns a, the mattress store and he he yeah. places the bajillion dollar bets each year. Yep, they What's said he's about to make his bet. He does this annually right at the last minute. One point five million dollars, whatever horse that changes the odds. Right on the yeah. screen, his bet <laughs> changes the odds. I was like, sir, I think we can find a better use for your money well. than just like dropping it all on that one. But for the average person that doesn't have millions to just, oh, yeah, I'm going to put it all on yeah. whatever, trifecta, whatever, the, the trice. It was one that was favored, but then that made it, yeah, like you yeah, said, the yeah. odds change. So how much did a just a regular $2 bet win you in the Derby if you picked Mage to win? It would have paid out $32.42. That sounds like a a bet I would do. (laughs) Yeah. 
Now, you could also do, and I'm sure that if Todd was here, he could tell. Is it an exacta bet? Is that what the, the one where you pick, like, one, this two, one's going to finish first and this yeah. one's going to finish second? Yeah. So if you picked a $2 exacta to have Mage finish first and then two fills finish second, that would have paid out $330.44 on a $2 bet. Well, yeah, but okay. for two bucks, yeah, okay, I mean, okay. that's pretty good, right? right? Yeah. This is going to guarantee you some wins for next year. This is what you do. All, all right. right. Yep. I asked this question into Google. How often does the favored horse win the Derby? Because mm. I, I never want to pick the favorite. I'm I like, that's too much pressure the, on that horse. The long shot, yeah. Get this. The favored pick usually wins more than a third of the time. Well. So if you're going to place two bets, maybe you go the favorite and then you go the long shot. So keep that in mind. And then this is most important. And I don't know if you know this ahead of time or do they just kind of load them in? I know the load-in process goes very, very quickly. But the hot spot in that load-in cage thingy the system. Number five. No, number seven. We're with gate seven. Go with your first choice. You said five. five. That's what they say. That the position that wins the most Kentucky Derbies is that five spot. Ten of the 93 horses that began in that gate went on to be crowned the champion more than any other position. So some of them get scratched. But I don't know. How do they get to pick which gate? Because wouldn't everybody want number five? Is it a random pick? But the reason I thought in that area, five to seven, is because on the outside... They're all trying to get into mm-hmm. the inner track because that's the shortest distance. But the ones on the very inner are so crowded. Squished that's out. That's why I thought yeah. in that five to seven range. Look at that. Mm-hmm. I could have been yeah. betting and winning all these years. I know. So now you know how to win millions at next year's Kentucky Derby. Mm-hmm. Write that down now because it's going to be a year from now. You might forget. Number five spot and bet on the one that's the most favored because more often than not, that one will at least finish in the top three. It should, right? Statistically, if you're into that, we ask the really important questions. My wife says, what do you think a mint julep costs at Churchill Downs? That so, is a good uh, question. I'm glad she asked. Do you know the answer? I thought, I don't know, 30 bucks. Turns out they're I would think it was a lot. No. Like 15 bucks. I mean, it surprises me it's that low. Especially because that is the drink of the yeah. Derby, right? You go and you're expecting, well, mm-hmm. if you want the drink of the Derby, you're going to pay drink of the Derby prices. We huh. went to the Eagles concert here a year and a half ago, and my wife got a cocktail mix of some kind that was 30 daggone dollars in a plastic cup. For one drink? Yeah. I got was a it beer. Worth it? And she got her, it was like, it may have been more. It was like $55 for a beer and a cocktail at the Eagles concert. That better have been the best drink that she ever had. Okay, so I have only had a mint julep once in my life, and it was not at the Kentucky Derby, so maybe they make them really, really well there. Mm -hmm. Either I don't care for mint juleps, or it was a bad one. It's bourbon whiskey, and if you don't like whiskey, I'm not sure if I've had one. And, of course, they use Woodford Reserve. You may have seen that plastered on a lot of uh, locations oh, on TV. D- did you miss that? That was everywhere. Yeah, Woodford Reserve, straight bourbon whiskey with honey syrup, lemon peel, orange peel, fresh pomegranate uh, for garnish, and a bunch of lemon mint sprigs for garnish. See, it sounds like it should be good. Right. Ooh, mine was not. I tell you, so, I'm struggling yeah. here with a, a cough. If somebody wanted to make one right now... 
and it run it out medicinal. here. Yeah. I sure try it for medical purposes. Right, right. <laughs> the Q102 Morning Show Podcast. Join Tim and Laura weekdays from 6 to 9.